Hello and welcome to episode number 324 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are back again with yet another movie that has been on our backlist for a little while now. Um, so many movies to talk about recently, which has been such a joy. Um, it's been like, it feels like... Yeah, it's been crazy. Like normally, there's so much effort I have to put in of like finding stuff and planning yeah, things out. But I, I feel like it's it was probably like September when I last even had to think about it, um, mm. because it's really just taking care of itself. We've obviously had a few big releases at the cinema, and then just plenty of stuff on demand. Obviously, like TV specials as well. So, um, and yeah, we've still got more to talk about in the coming weeks as well, which we'll get to at the end. Um, but yeah, we will finally be discussing Pearl this week, um, which, yeah, I've been so excited for this movie since we heard about it, really. Um, but yeah, we'll get into what the hell this movie is, if you've been living under a rock. Oof, um, yeah. Crazy but, uh, to think, though, that this movie has been available to us for a few weeks and we've only just got to it. Like, it just shows oh, yeah. how crazy it's been right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, only a couple of news uh, stories this week. Nothing too crazy. Um, this first one is just a this is like almost barely an update, but just a reminder that this is a thing that exists, um, which is the kind of Welcome to Derry, which is the HBO series um, based upon it. Um, so this is going to be obviously a completely original and new concept. Um, Variety reported back in March that the series will be- begin in the 1960s in the time leading up to the events of it part one. So this is obviously part of that same continuity and canon of the two recent movies um, that were obviously hugely successful. And basically it has gone cold for a while but they have appointed two showrunners for the show to lead the show and uh, hbo max have given the show a full series production commitment so this is going ahead in case people are wondering because obviously we haven't heard from it for you know nearly a year um the other you said like crazy (laughs) <laughs> the only other thing as well is um andy muschetti obviously the the director of, of the two movies um he is being eyed to being attached in some capacity um they are talking about him directing the pilot which i think is about as good as you're gonna get yeah. um i don't see him doing anything else um even that i think is kind of like that is i think best case scenario um for sure, for sure. like i like it sounds more like executive producer than than any yes. <laughs> there was already but... talks of like oh you know he he came up with some ideas that i'm sure they'll use and etc and obviously they'll want to put his name on it to, to add that level of authenticity from the two recent mm. films but i'm pretty sure i think it's flash is the movie that he's been attached to for years like i know he's attached to a movie that i just don't give a shit about um that feels like that should have come out five years ago and still hasn't um i think it's flash um so he's obviously not you know busy in the horror world right now mm. um but yeah it's it is like i i am intrigued in this like i said it at the time when it was announced that i do think there is more to do with this character i think the the way it, it does tie a lot to andy because i think what he did in adapting that novel into two movies was fantastic um i think it is easily one of the best adaptations um in terms of taking the best parts of the book and getting them on screen and making them effective taking the worst parts of the book and adapting them and making them better for the screen which i think he did so well mm-hmm. um and so i think that there is a level of trust there that i would trust him to come up with other stories related to not only pennywise but mostly dairy which is obviously going to be centered on and yeah it like part of me is also the, the i like the biggest question mark and i guess elephant in the room is bill skarsgård um yeah. because at no point has he been attached to this and i think on first reflection it's it's a huge negative of course but then when you think about what this actually is like is there even a like i don't even know if pennywise will be in this like it, it is interesting so i mean this is difficult to talk about right now because we really don't know too much at all but like are you excited for more stuff leading up to the events of the film in Derry is it a must that a Pennywise is in this and b Bill Skarsgård of course has to you know portray that role like what are your thoughts on this overall even though it's Um, a very difficult one to talk about yeah I mean I'm I'm a excited for it I think like there is more stories to tell and there is more meat on the bone there 
And I think it can go either way with Pennywise. I think mm. I would be interested in a show that is just about the, the you know, the unfortunate circumstances of, you know, um, of the town or, or even with it, but not in the incarnation of Pennywise. Yeah, you know, that is not the only form of this creature. So, you know, I'm also would be excited about that. I think at this point, you know, this this, you know, soon um, I'm not ready to see Pennywise the clown as anyone other than Bill Skarsgård. I think like that, that's kind of the, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd be ready for that yet. Like I, I would love to see him if they're going to bring that character back in that incarnation. But but yeah, like as soon as we get something on it and like I will be really excited to see what angle they go with this show, because I think that, yeah, as we've said, you know, there are a ton of different options and, and most of them are appealing to me. Mm. yeah it is interesting like one of the small things i'd forgot is that they did talk about this potentially having the origin story of pennywise in this show mm. um see we got like teases of that in part two which i thought was so cool and you know you get to see bill do different takes on that same character and yeah it's it's exactly what you said of like if this has pennywise in any form it can't not be Bill Skarsgård. I think he, what he's done to the character, um, he is that character right now. And I think especially for authenticity, if you are specifically trying to tie this to the events of those two movies where you're not going to be retelling any of that stuff, you know, you're not going to get Georgie, um, you know, in the well and all that stuff like that's happened yeah, in this losers club in this, in this exactly. show. Yeah, like all of that stuff is still canon with this. So you can't have Pennywise and be like, yeah, it's, it's, it's Liam Hensworth, you know? <laughs> um, well, so yeah. Um, yeah, he's just stealing everyone's roles. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's so well, like, I, I, you know, it would be great to see like Bill Skarsgård be Pennywise again and, and mm. have this modern day, like Robert England, Doug Bradley, you know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise and we're going to get like, him you know be this villain for for you know different projects and it would you know it's it's something that we've not had for a while where it just seems like the second you know with with like a lot of different things where like the second we get a character they then want to bring them back with a different actor straight away and just like Mm -hmm. change it quickly and it's like you know why can't we have these villains come back um and be be you know especially with such like like you say he did such iconic work with it why you know it'd be fantastic if he could don it again it is weird, like I say, with these weird, you know, when they're so close to each other, because we also know that HBO has still got this ongoing Hellraiser series. And we've talked at length about that, where like they yeah. they have just said they're doing Hellraiser and that's all we know. Um, and so it's like, yeah, if that has nothing to do with this year's Hellraiser and is now a completely different take. You know, imagine if they were like, oh, we're bringing Doug Bradley back or something like it would just yeah. be so confusing. Um so yeah, you need to keep things simple, especially if you're not going to have any of the actors, because obviously talking about this time period, it doesn't make sense to have any of the actors from from either of the films in this anyway. No. So that's going to be already a different sell, uh, a difficult sell. That's the thing that you know is so funny in this day and age, though, because we live in a world where we had a child's play movie come out mm. alongside the Chucky TV show, because rights split that franchise in two, mm. and you think something like Hellraiser. It's like, imagine with this movie that just came out, we had Hell Priest because Pinhead is a right that is owned by the TV show. Yeah. You know, so suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, we're bringing back Pinhead because we can now call it Pinhead. And it's like, really? Like, you've managed, you know, like I say, I'm making that scenario up, but we, mm. I, I genuinely believe that that's where we're at now, where these, we, oh, these we absolutely are. Yeah. We'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a world in the future where it's like, okay, cool, you've got Freddy Krueger, but you ain't got the glove. <laughs> like the TV show is going to have the glove and you're going to get the name. And I said, like, Oh, fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? And like, yeah, you know, and I think, you know, the, the Chucky was a huge like representation of that, like how messy that was where they couldn't even kill characters in certain ways because those rights were tethered somewhere else. Like that's insanity. Yeah. And we obviously recently talked about the Friday, the first Friday, the 13th yeah. thing and how obviously initially we thought, yeah, you can have Jason, but he has to be a kid. He cannot be an adult. He cannot have a hockey mask. He cannot have a mache. Like all of these things that are tied to it. Obviously they, they no push back. Bags around. Yeah. Um, there seems like that's not the case, obviously with the update that we talked about, but yeah, it's, 
these things do get very messy very quickly and that's when it stops being fun um because i just want to enjoy these characters so yeah i i like I am more excited for this more than anything because it's HBO, as we've said time and time Ooh. again. Like, there's a level of quality with them, so we've not seen. Talking about all those other examples, we've not seen them take horror seriously in terms of like old IP yet, um, and that is a big difference. So I would love to see, you know, especially if if they're going to handle The Last of Us the way we think they are next year, for them to start getting into the realm of it and the realm of Hellraiser, it's very interesting and it could be very exciting. More so than like, oh, it's Netflix because that could, as we've discussed up until last week, that could be a 10 out of 10 or that could be a 1 out of 10. So you really have no idea. Um... But yeah, we shall see on that one. Um, and this next one's just a small update. There's a little trailer that came out in the past week. Um, I hadn't even heard of this movie before. Um, but yeah, we're getting a few sort of Christmas horror films this year. Um, which, yeah, we're obviously very excited for Violent Night. Um, but the week after that, coming to Shudder, um, is Christmas Bloody Christmas, um, which is kind of a very interesting premise of this Basically, if Terminator was Santa Claus, is yeah. is basically the vibe I got from this trailer. Um, Fine, told next next. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I, I'm hoping we'll get to see these two back to back at the start of December because I think it'd be a lot of fun. I. I think the trailer looked cool. Um, I'm nervous because um, it's from Joe Bagos, who we've covered two of his movies, and we haven't been the biggest fan of either of them. Um, I think Bliss is is cool, um, visually especially, um, but his his follow up F uh, was a VFW. I thought was atrocious. So the fact that neither of those movies landed even though i definitely have more respect for bliss but this definitely looks more my vibe it looks more fun more goofy um and just like a fun time um and, it, and it's it's coming out of the perfect time as well so and and coming to shudder is always a joy but yeah do, do you have anything else to add on this one i'm guessing you're excited for it yeah i just thought it looked um really fun you know like you say great premise just so dumb uh over the top um you know and kind of you know, I think it um, it seemed to get what it was trying to do. I think we had that recently. What was the... Um, was it the one last year with Bruce Campbell? Yeah, the Bruce Campbell one. What was that called? Black Friday? Yeah. You know, they, they really knew what they were trying to get with it. And that's what we said. They kind of just nailed that fun tone. And I think as well, like, again with that, like, I was kind of in this trailer. And then I kind of saw the name and kind of thought, oh, yeah, but this one kind of works. And then suddenly Jeff Daniel Phillips rocked up yeah okay i'm sold so mm. yeah i'm in i'm in like the second yeah. he rocked up i was in yeah i'm looking forward to it like we we really do have just a lot to talk about for the rest of the mm. year so it, it's cool getting yet another movie um that i really do especially like this one and obviously i mean we're obviously seeing violent night um but it would be good to get to them now i think there are certain movies where you don't it doesn't matter if you get to them in like january but obviously we want to see this before christmas so yeah, yeah i would I will, hopefully we will um yeah, but there's yeah. no need to watch nightmare on elm street movies right now bro no i'm sadly not but we'll get to that it's fine um there will i was gonna say that is i'm not gonna ask for dead weeks because we've had plenty of those no, so let's let's keep the interest in new films coming thank you very much horror community um but yeah shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about pearl So yeah, we've uh, definitely mentioned this movie multiple times on the podcast before. Really um, frequently in the news, trying to figure out, first of all, what the hell this was. Um, <laughs> second of all, was it a real film or was it just Ty West playing a prank on everyone? Um, and then it Still turns out... I don't know. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, he, yeah, it was real. Uh, I, I still don't fully know how this movie exists. No. Um, oh, my God, i just now seen the budget, which is even more mind-blowing to me, um, which we'll get into. Because I, I did have to do some research just to be like, so what was the timeline of events? Because it is crazy. Like, we've talked at length about X, and, I, I you know, it's easily one of the best horror movies of this year. Um, and it's so, so good. And so for him to then 
just release another film is crazy and we'll and we'll obviously get into this film shortly but it still blows my mind that he was able to like i really just didn't think this would be a fully fledged film i don't know what i was expecting i was expecting like a 45 minute thing yeah. you know that, that would have like some very obvious references to x and it would just be a few cool moments with pearl and that's it whereas this is a fully fledged horror film no question about it um obviously it's a prequel which i think is actually its biggest strength but i also think this is a massively um strong movie just on its own as well um and it's the fact that as well yes we have a, a returning character and obviously the lead actress but this is a completely different setting mm. um obviously 60 years earlier and in terms of like tone and style and what it's going for it couldn't be more different than x um which is also super exciting but yeah i mean i guess that's it what, what else is this movie about really i don't know man i don't know <laughs> this um yeah like you say this it, it blows my mind what what you were saying there how kind of you know when when this started and i was like man this is like an hour and 40 minutes like this isn't just like him doing this almost as like a, a bonus feature yeah. for a dvd that's what it kind of felt like this was mm. this was like oh yeah cool you know a bit like grindhouse it's like yeah i made this all this 20 minute pearl movie yeah like it's a throwback it's a prequel it's you know it's got you know got this one character in it and it's gonna be a very character driven piece it's like no this is a this is just a legit movie with brand new cast a brand new story set in this world which um yeah really did throw me for a curveball because um yeah kind of completely kind of stepping away from x really to synopsize this because there's no real need to bring up x really no is that yeah we are introduced to our lead character pearl who is kind of um stuck in this kind of farmhouse we're we're kind of um during the uh what we do in the first world war um and her husband has gone to war and she's living on the farmhouse with her parents her father is um kind of severely um disabled Uh, i don't did they ever mention what is actually wrong with him like what caused his like the the mum implies that it was because of the the pandemic this is set during the influenza Mm. pandemic and and the mum sort of implies that oh you know that's what happened to to daddy but you don't know if she's telling the truth or not no so he's kind of yeah wheelchair ridden and unable to speak and you know uh and and so pearl's primary job is to basically care for him and keep the farm going and her mother is very strict and kind of um uh yeah dominating of her and kind of rules her life and he just basically the the movie kind of you know when when it starts to kind of get into pearl we we see her moments of escape is when she gets to go to town and gets to buy the groceries for the week and she sneaks off to the cinema every week and uh yeah falls in love with the big screen um and i think uh it was a hugely interesting part of the movie for me because obviously you know and i think that's one of the biggest like links to x Mm. is that you know we had this kind of these filmmakers making this making this porno in x at the time of kind of the the video nasty boom and the the kind of you know, uh, dirty movie kind of boom. And, and now we've got Pearl set in this completely different time zone. And it threw me for a curveball when she went to the, the cinema and kind of we went down that road of the projectionist and all of that stuff. And, yeah, she meets this projectionist and they kind of, they hit it off and she makes a friendship and wants to see more movies. And he says, like, yeah, come into my booth slash bed slash place <laughs> where I live. Uh and that won't be weird. Um, it, like, is that normal? Do, do all do all movie projectionists live in the projection room? Like, no, if we have any, so. if we have any, if we have any movie projectionists uh, listening, like, please, please let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing the answer is no. Um, but yeah, we we basically see Pearl getting more and more trapped and more and more frustrated in her life, and eventually she's gonna she's gonna snap. Mm um so yeah i mean that's uh that's pearl hey 
Yeah, I mean, this movie is absolutely insane. Like, I think from the moment it starts and we get that mirroring shot for shot of the opening oh, of X, um, it, I just kind it's of... so bright, though, and vivid. Yeah. It's like, it's a mirror shot, but it's like so contrastingly different yeah it, it's just genius to, to immediately set up the movie and be like yep we you know that this is a prequel to, to x but it's going to be so different tonally and so to mm. then be like reminded of yep this this primarily location of the farmhouse is the same and you're going to have all, and you're going to hit a lot of these fun beats um and same iconic locations that we use so well in x you're going to see them used differently here but just an overall, the way it's shot, the way it looks, the way it sounds. Um, of course, we see Pearl completely differently to how we see her in X. And I think, obviously, this is a massive character piece more than anything. Um, and I, I think that works so well to kind of really fill out that character. Like, we, we had to assume a lot in x and especially the back half when we start to realize like pearl's motivations for why for why she's doing what she's doing in x um but to actually see that and to see that she had all of these dreams you know she wanted to be a star on the big steam and she kind of has like very similar aspirations to maxine of course and i just love all these parallels and mirrors with these dual characters especially with the two lead performances being the same actress as well it's just so interesting um where they are from like completely different backgrounds and completely different time periods but they also have so much that's so similar um but yeah it, it's so fascinating from a world building perspective i don't think we've seen anything like this in the horror genre for a while certainly not an original film where it's kind of tying together different time periods different styles of film but like you say this is also still about movie making um just in a completely different period and and how like you know theaters were first established in this period um and how like even dirty movies had this sort of role that was completely different to like you say what we see 60 years later when they're about to hit the mainstream for the first time in home video um so it's just it's there's so much interesting content throughout the entire movie first of all that i think that from someone who loves x it massively enriches that movie um and i think for me all great prequels make what they're prequeling better if they do it effectively and i think this absolutely does first and foremost like i already can't now wait to watch x again for the first time after seeing pearl for the first time um because i think it will enrich that experience which was already one of or if not my favorite horror experiences of the year um but then this just as a standalone character driven horror film i think is absolutely exceptional i th like like i said from the start from the moment it begins i was just completely enamored with pearl um and i think most of it of course stems from the performance of mia goth that i think is again i i don't know if we've seen something like this for the podcast in in terms of her body of work now across these two films um it's absolutely exceptional that there, there isn't a single thing that she does wrong um across these two movies every single moment every single beat is perfection um in a, in a in a way that's almost like this should be winning oscars because it, it's that good you know it, it does remind me of when i saw joaquin phoenix and joker um and i do think that maybe the criticism that i had of that film is valid here which is that it becomes almost too much of a character piece rather than a movie but i actually think this is a better movie because this has a plot this has like a motive um for why pearl's doing what she does i think when it gets to the horror stuff again this is a ty west movie and and i think the way he's adapted his style i don't even notice it's a slow burn anymore but then when you actually look at it on paper it's like oh yeah like the horror stuff is backloaded again just like it is in x but he's made such interesting fascinating characters now that i don't even realize it because i'm so enamored at the moment and then i remember i'm like oh yeah nothing horrible's happened has he just forgot about that and then when it does happen holy shit is it good like this movie is so brutal in in the kills um you know in some ways like topping what was in x but then it's just like I say it's a different style of movie so, which, yeah, which i think different. is so good yeah so um th there's loads of other things i want to touch upon but i definitely want to get your take on it because i think that i was excited for the movie but it somehow exceeded all of those expectations and i think what ty west has done now is unheard of he he is, genuinely has two movies that could be the best movie of the year and that's that's insane to me um but yeah i absolutely love this film yeah i think like 
this film is just so interesting in so many different ways. Like there's so many things to unpack some of the, some things that, that you'd started to, and yeah, some things we get to even touch upon. And I think that's, that's the thing about this that I really respect more than anything is that like one of the things that you touched upon is like the, the, the Ty West slow burn, you know, that mm. has been his kind of stick for the longest time. And, and it was, you know, I'm not a fan of that, and I wasn't a fan of his early body of work. And as as he kind of progressed, the the movies, like you say, they 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 just became disguised slow burns. Uh, but but maybe not even that. Just that they they spoke to me, so that the slow burn became irrelevant. Because yeah, this movie, you know, is just a really strong character piece. The if you didn't know you were going into a horror movie, if you got like, you know, probably an hour into this, you might just mm. think you're watching this emotional drama and like <laughs> the husband's going to come home and they're going to have like, you know, PDST with that and stuff. And it's just like, you know, um, um, you know, that, that could be the crux of the movie. And it's kind of, you know, that, that in itself is, you know, would it would have been fascinating enough. Then the fact that we got, you know, like you say, when the horror hits, and I think that's what he's done so effectively in these last two movies and kind of, you know, his ones leading up to it a long while ago now, in the when when we get to the action, it really is, you know, very graphic and very in your face. You know, when 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 this movie does turn into the horror movie, it really delivers. Um I think you know, like you touched upon when when this movie opened and it was just that shot, and it was like this vivid, bright color, and like the the title card even like, mm. and I was just like, oh, I one hundred percent know what you're giving me now. Like, I know what this movie's going to be just from the color palette you've used in this in the, in these first few seconds, and I'm like, I'm completely on board with it. Um, and yeah, I think at this point he's you know, with these two movies, he really has elevated himself to being like, oh, you are like one of the guys in horror, like, like, you know, out there that the, like the second you announce a project, I'm going to be, you know, really excited to see what it is, which, you know, I'm super excited that we're going to have someone else, you know, we've got someone else like that. And, you know, it feels weird saying that about Ty West because he's been a household name for so long, but he's mm. been gone for so long. Yeah, it, it feels like a new person again. You know, because um, what was it? Sacrament was it? Yeah, and, and like I remember, because obviously, like we didn't like his early movies at all, and the Sacrament mm. was the first one that we yeah, liked. Landed, and, yeah, yeah, and so then for him to go away for like I think it was like nine years from mm. away from making a horror film. You know, mm. he made other films and he did a lot of TV. Yeah. And I was like, we, you know, I remember when we talked about him right at the start of the year in our preview for this year, just for X, and being like, oh yeah, he's returning to the horror drama. Like that's cool. But we we still like I could have easily just not liked it, yeah. um, like I did a majority of his films, and so I never would have predicted that. To me, he is the standout guy of this year because to, yeah. to release two films of this quality, like I say, is unheard of, and the fact that we have a third film to look forward to um, is even more exciting. And I think that obviously that's more speculation, but if Maxine is as good as these two movies, are we talking about this being the best horror trilogy of all time? Like it's certainly in that Easy debate. Boy. Easy boy. I mean, what uh, e what even I is think, the best right now? <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, that's a whole separate conversation, dude. Mm. Um, you know, you got you got to establish the rules of a trilogy, anyway. Um, <laughs> but the thing the the thing about it is as well that um, you know, I think with this, you know, the, like, did you did you look at the production? Like, when did this movie get made in relation to X? Well, I, I know that basically they were making X, and through pre-production and production, it was through just conversations between Ty and Mia was how this film was born. Um, yeah, because interestingly, you know, she's got the co-writing credit, mm -hmm. on it, which I didn't, yep. I didn't realize until the the title card kind of said that. I was like, oh shit! Like, I, I had no idea. No, me too. Obviously, yeah, based upon characters by Ty West, but yeah, co-written by the two of them, which is an amazing... You never see, like, an actor-director collaboration like this. Mm. Um, and so... You that you know, they were talking about how when they were talking about it, she would be fully in character in Pearl. That was how they kind of 
figured out a lot of her backstory was her being in character and talking things through and i think him kind of taking notes and being like oh yeah this becomes more and more fascinating the more we talk about it and then just at a certain point they realize like we have so much content that i've we've now fleshed out another horror movie um so i know that's kind of how they wanted to make the movie but i still don't know how they made this film because (laughs) obviously they're reusing like sets and locations so it must have been back to back but looking at it the one thing i did see was the budget for this movie um is a million dollars wow which like in this day and age that is unbelievable for how good this movie is i do want to see quickly if i can find uh what x x was a million as well like that it's just what? crazy i like how to make these two films for two million dollars like what is ty west on because yeah. i don't understand it's these movies look phenomenal as well yeah. That's the thing. like the you know the, the the choice of the color palette and the way this movie shot and the way this movie looks it is incredible and the thing the other thing i wanted to touch upon was oh, there's so many things but mm. actually like the the horror like yeah when the horror actually hits with the color palette and the, the choice of of camera work and everything else mm. it's so jarring yeah in, in a good way in a hor- horrific I really way because, just didn't expect it to be this brutal yeah because because you, because you, you're watching this almost like Wizard of Oz, mm. like you know, color palette and everything's just you know, yeah, she's she's you know, her her life isn't great, but it's this idyllic you know backdrop, and then suddenly it just gets splattered with blood, and it and it's and it's, it, I almost felt like he was going to make the choice of it was going to look like not as good, you know what I mean? It was going to mm. look like it was, um, you know, made however many years ago and and would would be would less go there and cut away or you know do something like that but it's like no no he just like stabs it you know just just the the you know the 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 gore happens i'm trying not to spoil it but you know the gore happens and Mm. it's just in your face and um yeah and i think that that was really shocking when i was like oh shit like yeah, he he's like you know showing us everything in in this beautiful framed art style that he's created for the rest of the movie. Um, so I thought that was you know a choice that I wasn't expecting, and it actually was made the horror way more unsettling. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I thought there's um, one like the way he was. There's so many scenes that are insane, insanely tense. Um, yeah. like the level of tension throughout this movie, and obviously this is a you know character driven piece so this is all about pearl and i think that there's probably four or five scenes that are pearl just talking to one other character and it's a different character each time and on all four i think it's probably four scenes i'm thinking of and all four of those scenes the way it kind of starts and 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 like with the performance of mia and how she portrays this character it's so hard to tell kind of what level she's on whether whether she's happy in that moment whether she's sad whether she's going to kiss you whether she's going to kill you like the 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 mixed kind of emotions that she's able to portray i just think is unbelievable and i think that's what really there's so much craft about this movie that's amazing i think setting it in a pandemic is super interesting you know that's not like the annoyingness of setting it in this actual pandemic but you know a, a classical one the 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 use of old theater and all that stuff but ultimately when i think about this movie i just think of my god that performance in that character in that moment making me feel so tense because i'm like oh my god she's just gonna i feel like she's gonna do something absolutely insane at any given moment and i think that's where he has now perfected that art because before i feel like it was always a slow burn to nothing whereas in this movie it always felt like it was gonna go off at any time and i think the first time it did go off i wasn't expecting it i was like oh shit like i thought they were just gonna tease 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 more so when we did get something i was like oh god damn i was not expecting something that brutal earlier in the movie than what i expected as well like which is crazy because it was probably about an hour in Mm. but um Yeah. yeah i was the same i think as well like you know, you mentioned it, but the the kind of like almost like the through line between X and Pearl, mm. obviously Mia Goth and the character, but it's actually like you say, it's the the film industry and the commentary on the film industry at that moment in time, mm. and this weird connection with the kind of adult film industry and the 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 you know the film world and how those two, whenever you know, it, it's it's a funny thing that whenever 
film has had a boost in whatever medium, it is because of that adult film industry in the background. You know, when mm. we talk about the the video era, when we talk about streaming era in current times, wherever we talk about the the you know the early, you know, what was it nineteen? Was it what's this about nineteen fifteen? This movie when is it set? I can't remember. Nineteen eighteen. Yeah, 1918, you know, and it's like the the black and white pictures, the first time people are going to pictures and we get the, you know, then we get the evolution of like a peep show and that sort of thing. And it's like, you know, it's, you know, people don't talk about that. Mm. And Ty West is really exploring it in these. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes, like, with this trilogy, if if he does decide to kind of, you know, have that as a through line you know the fact that you know it is maxine with three x's is the movie like it seems like you know it 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 will kind of continue to explore those themes and i think that's really fascinating like how he's gonna you know blend these things and have that conversation that is it's almost like a dirty truth of the the film world Mm. it's like it's like would would blu-rays and 4k and all of that be around if like we didn't have this boom of videos and why did videos become so popular it was because of the adult film industry and it's like yeah you know that's you know he's having that conversation and putting it on there and i think it is you know it is um really going to be interesting to see where he goes with the third one with that we we Um, talked about last year with last night in soho and how that kind of was like it was putting a spotlight on this era in time and place that everyone glorifies and doesn't think about the actual CD undertones of what was really happening in that time and place at the time that was so interesting. And I think also another thing that reminds me of both what Edgar did with that movie and what Ty West has done with these two films is this absolute obsession with film history, which yeah. is mostly we always tie with Tarantino because that's like he's like the godfather. He knows like everything about film ever. And so now we're seeing... I think then that generation of filmmakers that were clearly inspired by Tarantino, you know, Edgar Wright and Ty West were clearly inspired by him. And, and they were the people that, you know, went into film school because of seeing Pulp Fiction in the early nineties. And so they've now become obsessed with the history of cinema and we're now seeing their different takes on it and why they were so interested in it. It just, it's so well crafted on every single angle um, where we like, we really don't see too many of these films that like, and it's weird. Cause I think we had that recently where I was saying how to me, a theme for this year has been consistently great films that I have problems with, you know, barbarian was like the perfect example of that. Like barbarian is awesome. Like, and like people should just see it and enjoy it. But in terms of talking about it for a horror podcast, we have to talk about those things that, that irked us. Um, and the reason why you would tick it down. Um, whereas seeing a movie like Pearl, it reminds me why, oh, I'm so happy because I don't, I don't have any of those things. So we can just get to, and, and I, I think it's almost like refreshing of like, oh yeah, we need to focus just on the good more. Um, because it is, you do get sometimes stuck in the nitty gritty of like, oh yeah, you know, we loved 90% of it. We didn't like 10% of it. Let's focus on that 10%. Um, and mm-hmm. movies like Pearl are a, a stark reminder because I loved all of it that you'd end up, you end up just going like yep the director absolutely nailed it the writing the characters of course this performance is something i don't think we've ever seen across these two movies um it's just so good and it's ty Ty west is i think the the mvp regardless of of the way this year shakes out you know we talked about it with del toro yesterday and kind of his contributions on both film and tv um but i think ty west has made two straight up horror films two straight up slasher films which is even more mind-blowing again talking about the conversations we've had with slashers and how they how do they exist in a modern day you know how do you make a good slasher that isn't just fun kills and it's like Mm. west is almost the person shouting in the corner being like look at my movies i've done it i've done the things you're talking about i've done it for two million (laughs) pounds yeah that's what's even more outrageous like oh my god it's insane it's absolutely insane that he's done it on this bunch i don't understand how he's able to do this i really Mad- don't madness it's a madness yeah i think as well though like when you you know like you say with with del toro and and all of these things like what, what he was able to do and and yeah like you say with with you know what sort of financial backing not to downplay it but like mm. yeah, you know the, the budget really it does need to be spoken about when when we talk about these movies because it is just pure insanity mm. um yeah. And I think I think with this as well, when you bring up Barbarian, it is interesting because I think that movie for me had higher highs, but mm. just 
lower lows as well whereas this movie doesn't have lows you know it is it's you know the filmmaking is just so intense and so high that even moments where not a lot's happening in terms of script or even action it's just very well presented mm. and just it's got this level of craft to it and it's kind of you know it yeah i think in ter- and that's what makes it really interesting because i think in terms of us critiquing things for a podcast where we have to talk about you know the good and the bad and the ugly these conversations are easier because he doesn't give us anything like that and then a movie which you know i I, you know when you toss the two up i'm like yeah i had such high highs with barbarian i kind of like came away from that thinking you know so many things whereas this one was just consistently you know really high quality and so you know it is it is difficult and it's like the del toro you know I like I like this a lot, but where you know with the Del Toro when we spoke about Cabinet of Curiosities last week, you know we kind of said, or I said, you know, my takeaway from that whole season was this level of quality, and mm-hmm. even though it didn't always speak to me, the quality was so high that you had to respect it um, because none of it was poorly. And I think like yeah, with this it's it's the same that like the quality of these two movies is insanely high and the fact that the turnaround is so quick with this budget it really like it it just blows my mind really yeah i like i already can't wait to learn more about this film in the future having now seen it because obviously i've been avoiding most of it up until this point Mm. um i did just read a note talking about how like he wanted to have a completely different approach to x where x was heavily influenced by movies like texas chainsaw massacre and the sort of rise of indie filmmaking whereas this is supposed to be a classic hollywood movie in the vein of the wizard of oz <laughs> um and so the fact that he yeah, like the fact that he's doing that but it's mm. it's within the horror genre and it works so effectively uh, like i already can't wait to watch these two movies as a two-piece because there's just so many awesome moments and i think the way this movie builds in particular and especially knowing what we know about the characters from x i just couldn't wait to see how it ended and so when we get to the final scene and and what is playing out over the end credits it's just remarkable like i i just wanted to applaud it and i never wanted it to end i was sitting there watching the credits being like it, wow it didn't, it didn't ever end right like <laughs> i think it did i think she's still doing it to this day it was just it, it was yeah. it was on but it was and like i say i watched it thinking this is just unfair to everyone else because we've seen some great performances this year but to, to, it, it feels like ridiculous to even talk about anyone else at this point now like this is just so remarkable when she's literally writing the character at this point as mm. well you know co-writing it let alone the fact that she already p- portrayed maxine so interestingly in the first movie and, and it's like i don't even know which one i prefer i, I just love both these characters so goddamn much um like i was gonna say i think it i think it's taken you know we've seen like you say like joker and mm. these other actors like jump themselves into whatever roles i mean as far back as like jack nicholson in the shining mm. but it's like when has the actor ever wrote the goddamn movie because they got into the character so strongly yeah you know that that's like unheard of yeah exactly it shows you how much of an amazing collaborator ty west is to be like Mm. yeah he was just picking her brain in character and he knew that this was perfect because obviously he'd done a good enough job of writing the character in the first place and explaining it to his actress but then she's such an amazing actress that she once she's in character she embodies everything about pearl and she knows things about that character that even the guy that created the character didn't know at that time um it's just it all comes full circle and it's just i i love everything about this movie i think kind of we can go on to recommendations but i i would recommend watching x first i think that's the way to go i think yeah. that um with certain prequels they they do feel more like like i'd rather watch rogue one leading into new hope these days um whereas i still think i'd watch x and then pearl i'd watch it in the order we got to see it um because i think it enriches both that way um i, I don't think necessarily you need to watch pearl before you watch x um i i just think i'm glad we got it this way and i'm glad it wasn't like a sequel or anything like that i'm glad we got prequel and then we'll get sequel in the future um but yeah this is a remarkable two punch that is I, like i say we've been doing this for six and a half years over six and a half years and we've not seen anything like this in terms of 
two movies released in the same calendar year which is this level of quality um i genuinely believe we have two contenders right here for, for the for the for the big one um which from one guy it's crazy like well, we're, we're lucky, when we, get, we're lucky when we get one ever let alone two in the <laughs> same year <laughs> one guy and a brand new horror franchise yes That's exactly you know this is a brand new horror franchise that we now you know now is a franchise you know we have two movies and yeah they're both world class yeah i think yeah in terms of recommendation i also think like if you haven't seen x i think you should see x and then watch pearl mm. but this works as a standalone movie as well yeah, like if, if you are just like oh okay this speaks to me and i and i like i like the vibe of what you're talking about this kind of you know turn of the century war the, the 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 pandemic and everything else like all of that like yeah, you can just 100% watch this movie with no knowledge of X and you'll walk out fully enriched with Pearl. Mm. Um, you know, will will you enjoy those very slight, you know, the locations and when we got to see the basement and we got the shots of that and it's like, oh, I remember. I remember the basement. And, you mm. know, will, will you enjoy that more? Yes. But, like, it really, you know, really is something that you can enjoy on its own. And I think often when... Um, talking about prequels sequels spin-offs whatever you want people try to shoehorn that in often and say yeah you can watch it on its own mm. and i and i often say more i often think more often than not i don't think you can like yeah you, but i really do with this i think it is a it, it just incredibly strong just standalone like yeah watch pearl you know and and you'll be happy but yeah, yeah why not why not watch two awesome movies because you know they're both they both exist yeah, I completely agree. I really thought there would be more stuff based upon mm. needing to know knowledge of X, but no, this is absolutely like a start, middle, and end story of a character, which perfectly works. And like I say, from the from the opening scene with her kind of doing her chores in the barnyard to when the movie ends, I feel like that is a complete progression, which feels completely satisfying if you don't even know a movie called X exists. Well, I Whereas feel if like you the do... movie that, that I now want is the prequel to X, but the sequel to Pearl to tell me... Mm how she you know the end credits of pearl how she was there to the beginning of x i, I you know that that's that's what i want like, yeah you know and and that was kind of the movie i thought i was gonna get and, and it wasn't really it was like a pre-origin story almost that's the thing I, that, that is genuinely why i love this because i'm glad mm. it doesn't even remotely go up to it because i think yeah. yeah there is a huge yeah there's 60 years that we don't know what happened and i i love the fact that we can kind of speculate and fill that in because yeah the way the movie ends is so crazy but then we know these two characters to be incredibly crazy from x so yeah, we've just got to wait for me and goth to get older and then we can slowly fill in the blanks like exactly we're gonna be waiting a long time for that um <laughs> but uh yeah what an amazing amazing film uh that was our discussion of pearl uh we take a quick break and we will be right back yeah we did have some uh, feedback this week um from cody sort of continuing on a few different threads from recent weeks when he uh and unfortunately was watching a lot of halloween movies though he did enjoy most of them thankfully um and yeah he's touched upon this week's movie he starts by saying uh, hey guys i love this movie talking about pearl which is fantastic news um he says i want to let you know that i also watched for the first time 2013 fede alvarez's evil dead and absolutely loved it what, what a time um, to be alive like, i know what those two movies in quick succession yeah. together oh, i know yeah so first fun. of all that is crazy second of all uh, i say yeah I, I don't know how you've avoided it especially because i know you're a long-term listener and we've i mean how many times have we brought up this film on the podcast mm. like i would love at certain point in the future to be forced to do a remake ranking um yeah. because i've always said in jest that i think this might be the best one and there are certainly two or three others that spring to mind but i do when i do think about my personal favorite i think it probably is fede alvarez's evil dead it's so goddamn awesome it's a 10 out of 10 i love everything mm. about it um but yeah, he also interestingly goes on to say, I also watched the entire filmography of Rob Zombie. 
um, which I did not expect to went, see. No, no, I was not expecting that. He went large. He, he yeah. took our comments and took them to heart and went large. And I, I, I respect that before I even get the uh, the, the the outcome. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's extremely positive. He says, I really like the Firefly trilogy, of course, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Free from Hell. I found that some of his films were shot in a way that was very reminiscent of the old Grindhouse-style films, and I loved it. I didn't quite catch on to the hype around him, and I didn't personally like most of his films, but by far the Firefly trilogy, his remake of Halloween, and 31 were my favourites of his. I mean, that's pretty much our favourites as well. <laughs> like, yeah, that's most of the filmography right there. Yeah, because that's, that's five of his films. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, you're not... Yeah, am I missing something? Because obviously, what is it? Lords of Salem, Hate Halloween 2, The Monsters... And then the animated film, right? That's the it. Animated film, so yeah, yeah. You've, yeah. you've absolutely, they're, they're easily our, our top five. Um, but, yeah. uh, and then he ends by saying, yeah, he certainly has a unique style and approach to horror. And I really appreciate how he has found success and what he's doing. Thanks for asking me weeks ago about Rob Zombie's movies. I'm glad I went down this journey. So yeah, just, uh, man, well, that's a great comment. Like we, we, Ooh. we've won somewhat over finally. It only took yeah. us six and a half years, but we've, we've did it, Rob. We got you a new we fan. Did we did it. We did it, and hopefully, uh, yeah, a Richard Brake fan as well from that. Yes. You know, suddenly, suddenly get to absorb all of that goodness. I think, mm. oh, yeah, I think that's the thing. Like um, with Rob, is that like the, the the trilogy is so strong, and I do wonder, like, if he hadn't made Thirty One, mm. like how I would feel about his body of work outside of the trilogy, because obviously. Yeah. I really like his take on Halloween, as we spoke about, and everything mm. else. But I'm like that. That still feels, you know. Do you know what I mean? It, I feel like 31 was the one where he like he had the misstep with Halloween too. He did. He did Salem, which was like oh, okay. I feel like it was cleansing for you, but it wasn't so much for me to watch. Mm. Like, but but that was where he suddenly put like you know characters in that movie that then have been in you know a lot since um had jeff daniel phillips been in was he in halloween yeah he was in halloween too yeah he was in halloween too briefly wasn't he as well mm. yeah but like obviously he got a major role in in salem mm. um but yeah with 31 like you know that was so such a i was like oh no shit like he really is legit when he when he brings his a game yeah. um and I, and so for me like that is almost like the standout of his filmography if you know what i'm trying to say yeah. Because it's the one that kind of went, oh, yeah, you, you've actually proven that you can remake that formula from, from the Firefly trilogy into something else, which I still love. It's authentically Rob. Yeah, I mean, it it was, like, massive at the time. It, it really mm. felt like, you know, going back to his roots. But I think ultimately... I love, you know, those five movies that we're talking about here. Mm. But his his first two... Yeah, Could, you, you can't say enough good about them because I think ultimately there's always that Rob Zombie conversation that leads to so many different paths. But I'll always try and keep it to, especially even if you just want to hone it to Devil's Rejects. But I would like to include House in there as well because I think yeah, House is one of the most like interesting indie horror movies ever made. Whereas and, a, and for a debut movie as well. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That that's what's already unbelievable. But then to follow it up with a sequel, which again I'll say, if, if you're making a list of the top fifty horror movies ever, Devil's Rejects is one hundred percent on that list. Um, it's just absolutely incredible. And it's like, okay, you're talking about horror movie endings. Well, it has one of the best ones of those. Are you talking about uses of music in horror movies? Well, it has one of the best ones of those. Like it, it's so goddamn good. Characters, you know, villains, yeah. you know, just everything. Yeah exactly and like say original stuff as well like he's, he's he wrote all of this stuff he created all this stuff from his own head so yeah it's i'm so glad to to hear that you uh, enjoyed it cody and yeah it's it's making me want to kind of do it because i've not done that i think since we did like our ranking for what episode yeah. 100 where i kind of sat down and and really watched them all um and obviously there's like multiple movies since then um mm. i definitely i I'm, I'm definitely do a trilogy watch um for sure because i think i always just sit down and like oh, I'm, I'm always in the mood for devil's rejects um yeah. i want to find an excuse to really watch all three because yeah I've, I've not done that since free from hell really yeah, I've I, was watched say, them all I don't like free i don't think i've done the trilogy and yeah i mean uh 31 has been my halloween like mm. go-to movie for a number of years but this year with a lot of other stuff going on i didn't really sit down and be like right i'm gonna slap like my movies on to watch so i think like yeah, it didn't get its Halloween watch. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm overdue 31 as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
but yeah, thanks very much for letting us uh, know, Cody. Um, and, and letting us talk about Rob Zombie. I mean, any excuse, right? Like the fact that we're not right. the ones that have to shoehorn it in—that's no, great. We, we didn't. We didn't instigate it. It's not our fault. Like blame Cody. <laughs> I, need to, I need to go on my uh, my burner account and just throw in questions about Psycho Gorman so I can have an excuse at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really surprised you haven't like. But... I only just for the idea, so um, <laughs> stay tuned next week. Um, but yeah, kind of. I guess to, to end things off, I, I, there's only I, there's only one thing that I've watched that is worth talking about. But to be honest, we've had such a good episode talking about Pearl, <laughs> and to, and now ended on Rob. I don't even think I want to talk about it. Um, I, I, it, I now want you to. <laughs> have you have you watched anything else? Because all I've been watching is Chucky. Yeah, no, I've been watching Chucky. I mean, briefly, like I've 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 been watching Walking Dead as well, and mm. it's you know the finale is next week, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. It, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts when it finally ends. Well, I guess yeah. this this iteration of it ending. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, and so I'm gonna leave my thoughts for them. But all I will say is I have been enjoying it the last few weeks. Like, you know, when when the Walking Dead has like a purpose, it is fun. It just it just doesn't have a purpose very often. <laughs> a a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was trying to think. Have I seen anything else? Just a lot of TV, man. There's just mm. still an obscene amount of TV. Um, to yeah, to absorb. I, I'm I'm very close to either starting Midnight Club or American Horror Story proper. Um, I'm, I'm leaning more towards American Horror Story, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll we'll definitely sort of get to stuff soon. But yeah, I I, t- I just don't want to talk about Chucky. There's two more episodes. Obviously, like we we last discussed the craziness that was episode four, mm. um, and since then we've had two I think boring generic episodes. I think this last week's one, episode six, is easily the worst episode they've done and it's mm. just continued a downward spiral for me we've talked about it before but i think they've ruined the teenagers completely i think it's, it's only legacy very stuff. silly now as well with with all these yeah, the, i was gonna say like, i think i don't like what they've done with chucky now i think no. the fact that he now they change his voice way too yeah, much which I think I that's, that's the one thing that you don't fuck with with chucky because if you take away his voice it doesn't even feel like chucky anymore so it's like okay visually they've messed with the doll and now they're messing around with his voice i don't even feel like we're even getting brad anymore like so i've just not had a good time like like this week's episode there was probably a seven or eight minute scene with fiona and that was the only thing i enjoyed in the whole episode um so yeah there's two more i'm hoping they can do something with it but i'm i i think this is it i i just i just do not see how there's going to be a season three after this um and now i'm thinking man if they would have just done it one and done god season one was so good man like Mm. it was so good everyone watch season one and just don't 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 worry about this one um it's disappointing it bums me out to say that because i think i've Mm. loved you know everything chucky for so long one highlight is glenn and glenda which i think is massively yeah. underutilized um because oh, the return yeah, such is cool such a return and, and visualization of what those mm. characters you know from seed of chucky to yeah. what they are now in the in this current world like is is perfection yeah for um, me that... to take characters from the only bad chucky film in yeah. my opinion and to make them awesome in this show you is want to watch chucky like yeah, that, that, that um credit i can say i mean i'm not gonna <laughs> But they show you the stuff you need to see. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's so well cast. And then these characters, and then this character's just done nothing for the last two episodes. They're just there in the background. And and again, the teenagers, it's like, what's Devin or Jake or even Lexi doing at this point? They're just there. And we're just seeing a bunch of weird Chuckies running around doing nonsense in this terrible setting. Like all of the religious stuff they've tried to do is awful as well. It's, it's fell flat. It's boring. It's vanilla. It's uninteresting. Like, there's just so much that they've completely whiffed on this season. And I think the, the problem with it this year is that they, you know, obviously there's the legacy stuff. And I think if you're a huge Chucky fan, you're obsessed with that and you want that. And, it, and last season, we really got so much of the kids and we got so much of that story that I was invested in it. And now it's just like, okay, we're going to give you Chucky moments with the kids and give you, because we've got to have some Chucky screen time. And then we're just going to give you all of this legacy stuff. And, and the two worlds feel so separate. And it, and it does just feel like this weird clash of styles. Whereas, whereas you know, season one, they blended the two together so well. Mm. Um, and I think that's the frustration that, like, 
you know, the, the Chucky stuff has been very ineffective the whole season. And then now when we've got these multiple Chucky's and like you say, multiple looks visually and voice, it's just, it's a weird choice throughout, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is a shame. Yeah, it's disappointing. Like I say, there's there's still two more, so I'm hoping that at least the finale I'll get some enjoyment out of, and then we'll obviously do like an overall. <laughs> but like right now, it's a shame because a lot of the stuff that I that we were either excited for and all these kind of like continuations of things that we've enjoyed in terms of franchises have been very good. And I didn't think Chucky would be the one to let us down because Chucky yeah. has been very good to us for the podcast. You well, know, he said music, which we were like dreading yeah. was great, and so I'm so stunned. I can say if you just said like, oh, okay, season two is a continuation of season one. You get more Jennifer Tilly. You get Tiffany Doll with Jennifer Tilly inside of it, <laughs> and you get the return of Glenn and Glenda. Hmm. I'd be and like, do you, do you like all that stuff? <laughs> yeah, and all of that stuff is good. I'm like, well, shit, this is a, this is a slam dunk. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, but then yeah, probably sixty percent of the show is just this boring stuff with the kids that we like from season mm. one that have just become nothing and it's just become really mediocre chucky stuff yeah and even like the last episode there was like yeah there was yeah there was so much stuff with the terrible uh, adult characters i've already discussed Mm. how i think devon sour's character is abysmal in this season but then Mm. there was yeah the two other nuns or whatever and then whoever the the older woman is supposed to be they're all just so shit like it it really is um just disappointing but yeah we've already spoke about it way more than i wanted Mm. to let's focus on the good stuff we talked about so much good shit this week and um yeah as far as the upcoming schedule i think We've got an open week next week, um, which means we can finally get to a movie, which is, uh, yes. I'm, I'm excited slash dreading. I <laughs> know. Uh, well, well, we're going to have to start watching it soon. That's what I was going to say. I might just, we might have to end it quickly so I can actually start Terrifier 2 and then I might be able to get it finished before next week's show. Um, because I think it's probably going to be the, I think it must be the longest film we're going to cover this year, which is mental considering we had like a, a, a Robert yeah, and we're doing Titanic before year end, like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're doing the extended Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, <laughs> can we, can we, <laughs> why um... not? <laughs> but, uh, not before the T2, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm excited for it, but yeah, just, just ever since we saw that runtime i've been incredibly nervous about it as well it's just mental it's just absolutely yeah. mental um but yeah we'll see um and a bit, I can it, tell you it doesn't warrant that runtime i can tell you now oh yeah without um, a shadow of a doubt yeah yeah like the runtime takes the piss no like oh god it'd be so i, I really hope we're wrong next week yeah, and we're nah, like, nah. in four hours um but <laughs> um but there is so we we are definitely back in the cinema in a few weeks because we've got yeah. that bones and all in a couple of weeks and then the week after that is obviously violent night so we're mm. definitely going to see a couple but the i think it's this week is that movie called the menu which is like it's really hard to kind of even debate what we're gonna do because yeah it is being covered on horror websites but i've when i've looked it up i've read everything from drama to comedy to thriller like every genre has been covered for this film i know it's weird and the time of year it's coming out smell Mm. smell a rat as well yeah so i don't even know what it is but i'm like it does i I like the little i've looked up at it obviously we want to see anything with 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 Anya, anya taylor joy in it as well so it's like I do, and I, it's like from a personal level, I do want to see it. I just don't. I have no idea if it's worth even a conversation on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll we'll figure that one out. But yeah, there's still plenty of stuff to. It's uh, funny to though. Discuss. It reminds me a lot of Fresh. Yeah, we say, got yeah. we got like this little one line synopsis where it was just mm. like boy meets girl, everything's good until it's not exactly, and then, and, it, and then we got nothing. And that's kind of what the synopsis is of this. It's like, oh, what is it like? A couple goes and has a fancy meal somewhere and it goes shocking yeah like, exactly. that's, that's pretty much the synopsis isn't it and i'm like okay cool like that could be a drama or it could be like a prequel to hannibal like Mate, I, you're I, absolutely <laughs> right and and also the thing with fresh was no horror websites were covering no. fresh. <laughs> and, and so i'm like why because that's still one of the best horror movies of this year whereas yeah. Yeah, this movie and i think maybe it's because of the anya thing because she's been in yeah. so many horror films that maybe mm. it is that kind of like you know when florence Pugh is in something vaguely horror you know we'll get dragged to it like i mm. do wonder if that's the effect of it um that fresh didn't have but yeah we'll 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 figure things out but either way we've got so many 
many stuff to talk about. Like I say, there's like yeah, still really. multiple things that I'm excited to discuss. Um, and before we know it, we're gonna have to be starting to uh, talk about the 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 best stuff this year. Like we've been. I think littered yeah. with it. Like recently, it's been great. We've had some really good stuff that's kind of bookended the year nicely. Um, so yeah, I'm already looking back. Uh, you know, looking forward to looking back on those early stuff. Mm. You know, it, it feels like Scream came out ten years ago. Scream um, is Scream did not come out this year. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so obscene. Like, yeah. man, what a long year. But it's been very good. Like, it's uh, yeah, we'll get to that obviously in future mm. weeks. But um. Yeah, this week was a great one. Uh, that was mm-hmm. our episode on Pearl. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Through my veins and travels to my head, they said, you'll die soon enough anyway, shut up, I can't. Mainly because I never could, how could I start now?